Hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of It's About Bravo. I'm Zach. I'm Modesto. And I'm Reed. And we are coming at you all together on the mic again. This is our second time. Come on, guys. Like, let's raise up, guys. Go to Mayo. Let's talk about that. We did it. It's Cinco de Mayo. Cinco de Drinko, says the sober one. But I just got back from a like six day trip. So I am exhausted, but I'm here. I am ready. I watched Vanderpump as soon as I got home last night. I'm ready to talk about it. But first, we want to get into something that you listeners know that Modesto and I love this. This is our, you know, this is a huge point in our year. And that is Met Monday. We are obsessed with it, especially our fashion correspondent, Mo. So without further ado, we are going to do a very special, that's my opinion, you guys know it, where we get into all of our Met Gala opinions and looks. So let's get it started. So the Met Gala was last night here in New York. They call it the Oscars of the East in terms of fashion and, you know, uh, the celebrities being out. It's fashion. Fashion? Is it fa- wait? What is it? Fashion? It's fashion. This, this dress, this dress is fashion birth control. That's what this dress is. You know? Is it fa- wait? What is it? Fashion? It's fashion. Stop it! I have something to say. Okay, guys. You, like literally, Met Monday is. Uh, Zach is an Oscar lover for sure. Reads a nerd, so whenever a Marvel movie comes out, this is what I feel like you guys would feel like when the Oscars are for Zach, when a Marvel movie's for Reed, or like Star Wars. I don't know. Or a video game drops. That's their excitement. This is literally like no drug could give me the feeling that the Met Gala gives me. I was running two socials, like texting a million people. I was in so many group chats. So let's get into the theme. The theme this year was Carl Lagerfeld, who famously was at Chanel for like over 20 years, I think. He was also at Fendi, at Chloe. Very, very problematic man, but just a fashion icon. Um, Guys, I want to get into like favorite looks. I asked you each to pick like three. Mm-hmm. I, oh, you I asked asked mine. to do that. I asked you to do that. Didn't do <laughs> I don't think I don't think Reed got the homework. I, uh, I, I I can I can I can bullshit. So Reed, while we're talking, get on that little computer and look up some looks. And I re- I have three that I I, I can say. <laughs> okay. Um, I do want to say this is the Met Gala of the past two years. So they did two last year because of COVID. They had to like they missed one, so they did two last year. And the theme was like Americana. It was a really really weird theme, like a time and it was fucking stupid, is what it was. But the past two Met Galas were absolutely garbage they were horrible a gilded age was good there was some like standout looks from there and there were some decent ones there were some decent ones yeah i think my favorite one from last year was kendall jenner with the prada skirt and the no eyebrows that was just like that was my favorite as well we were finally on the same talk about is kim I think I remember the camp, the, the the year. What was the theme? Camp, camp, high camp, or something. I didn't. Yeah. That was the year I learned what camp meant. I didn't know what that word even meant. Um, but I remember Gaga with the telephone and Casey Musgraves looking like a Mattel Barbie, iconic. And then one thing that I love as the biggest showgirls, like 
one thing that I loved about that year was um one of my favorite things with the Met Gala in general is when Vogue does the little videos like of them like in the uh, museum. Oh. Um, but then I love when they do like the big montage like of all of them, and that year had the best one where it was like the camp like movie, um, and it had like the narrator talking over it, and then it had Celine Dion. Like I was just watching it the other day. It is so camp when Celine Dion is like, "Hello, my friends, welcome." <laughs> she's just i mean she's just like a camp, an icon camp icon um i will camp was amazing the best year of the met gala undeniably in fashion everybody knows is the catholicism year yeah, heavenly bodies yeah heavenly bodies that was my god everybody was, showed the fuck was out. that the year that nikki and cardi were taking a picture of them hugging and everyone was like they're yeah, I mean, friends again, or they're finally being nice. And I think fell so. Out right after that, yeah. Again. I mean, that was Rihanna's like famous. She had the best look the that pope. year with the fucking Pope in Margella. Like, oh, right, let's get into this year. This year, I feel like the theme was like it was easy. A lot of people went Chanel. They went tweed. They went pearls. They went like the Carl route, the black, the white. I'm gonna start with my standouts. Number one, by far, eight the house down boots. Miss Anne motherfucking Hathaway easy the thing is like some people were complaining in our comments and our dms like oh but it's so versace with the pins but like that's the idea is for a house like versace to take anne hathaway and put her in something that is so recognizably them but make it ver like make it chanel the tweed the pearls the fucking buffon hair that bitch was giving movie star and y'all both just agreed so i love the renaissance of anne hathaway that we're in right now and i saw someone ugh, respond to the dms of who who said this i saw it on like tiktok or something i think it was like another podcast so i'm sorry that i can't remember to credit but i saw someone say that um anne hathaway is like slowly entering the like she's not at the status yet but she's entering the realm of nicole kidman like, ah. like and that like in the same sense that like nicole kidman went through like a cringy era where everyone like turned on her but now everyone like looks at her like oh my gosh you're amazing like mother and like I, love you that's what i wanted to say zach i love anne hathaway i've never not loved her i'm a huge comic Same. book nerd as mo mentioned and so when she played catwoman in christopher nolan's the, the best catwoman that's the best catwoman to me ever oh, for like, sure I, I i think that's better than halle berry's catwoman i think it's better yeah. i actually i'm gonna get killed for this i think it's better than um what's her name michelle pfeiffer's Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman. I, I just agree. thought it was such a modern take on what Catwoman would be, especially in this more gritty, realistic world of Batman that Christopher Nolan was trying to portray. And uh, everyone hated her during that. Like everyone was hating on her. And I just, I've never quite it was understood the Oscars. why when people hosted, hate her. She hosted the Oscars with James Franco. And it was like, it's known as one of the worst years of the host. And then she went on that whole Oscar campaign after she cut her hair off in, I dreamed a dream in time come by <laughs> and her lay oh, yeah, like, right? no, like worth living it's also she was on screen for 15 minutes and won an oscar and like people were just like she was in her pretentious like tony bag like her i'm a musician like i'm a musical theater nerd and i think everyone just hated that and for like she was never really problematic like she never did anything bad she was just no, kind of it annoying just, it just hap it just so happens and again uh, like I just fully agree with whatever this podcast said. It's the overexposed thing. Like mm -hmm. it's like when when you get overexposed and people just hate you just because you're. They want to tear you down. And it's, yeah, and, and it's a it's a major problem. I fucking like. But you know I what? The one thing about them tables, they turn. They turn. <laughs> 
and they've turned Anne Hathaway is really in her bag and like I'm just loving the renaissance where Anne, Anne Hathaway is also my favorite look of the night as well I just think it was just so chic iconic it just looked it was like flawlessly was like executed above all the rest. Was, yeah executed the thing with styling is some people tend to forget that it starts at the top of your fucking head and it ends at the bottom of your fucking feet and we lost a lot of that mentioning nicole kidman the fuck was going on at the top of the head and the feet she had like a black little fucking i don't even want a suede like a a block heel bitch are you fucking on drugs get real please my second look of the night which i think you both will probably agree with is motherfucking doja cat like please be real as fucking Carl Lagerfeld's cat with the prosthetics, the vaping, um, the Emma Chamberlain interview. With I thought she meow. quit vaping. I'm mad at her. Meow, meow. I thought so too. Bitch had a popcorn lung. Because I literally I just saw that. She, I, she canceled I, Lala last year, or yeah, she canceled Lala, and she was opening for the weekend in Chicago. And I was seeing her both of those back to back weekends, and then she had to cancel because of she vaped too much. So I was mad seeing her <laughs> vaping. <laughs> I mean, did you you watch Sam and Chamberlain thing? That was so fucking funny. Yes. The also, I got even not enough credit. To it. Did she? Not she, like, enough credit to Chamberlain for like feeding off of her oh. and being like, yeah, she. W- so who are you wearing? Meow. So who are you excited to see inside? Oh, like something different. Uh, she was wearing custom Oscar de la Renta. It was, I mean, it was just perfect. Like the prosthetics, the the ears, like everything just worked it was campy enough but not over the top like jared let on that fucking furry costume it paid homage to carl lagerfeld's cat who if you guys don't know he left his entire life fortune to the fucking cat oh i didn't know that's iconic i was gonna say mo and zach this is where i show my fashion ignorance i i thought that i thought what doja did was funny but everyone was like that's top look for me i was like what about it is so special it just looks like a normal dress like i guess i just really struggled to understand what was so like elevated about it but this is clearly I think where we my were ignorance expecting people to we were expecting people to come as the cat because it's one of Karl lagerfeld's most famous things so someone was going to play homage to the cat and to do it with the face prosthetics that looked so realistic and the uh, the ears the sparkle there was just enough sparkle in the dress the back of it was stunning the draping like i thought it was just a fully realized look and she's yeah. doja cat so yeah i can doja cat in character it, and for her it to be her first met like my god was it good for my number three that is was where her I, first met it is her that. first met yeah um i have a little bit of like i don't have a third because i have a lot of people that i love that are kind of falling into that same category i think the first one i want to mention is cardi b i was just gonna say three looks yeah she started the first one coming out of the hotel in a pink showgirl look which i didn't love i didn't think it made sense but when she stepped onto that fucking carpet in like the chanel flowers as the big fucking part of her dress and then she had yeah she had <clears throat> the tie, the button up, like the hair, the headband. She looked like a fucking star. Like everything was perfect. That look, um, her stylist is incredible. They've been working together since she started and they have like made their way up to these houses. And it's just like such a story of finding someone that is not up there yet. And instead of getting a really big stylist, she should have got Law Roach. But for her to start with someone so small and to move up with them and they're both moving together is incredible. I was going to say, like, Cardi hasn't really been, like, in the cultural zeitgeist as much as she was in, like, 2016-17 when she, like, came on the scene. I feel like she's kind of, like, we haven't really heard music. Like, WAP was her last big thing. And it was really interesting. I was thinking about this when I saw her on the red carpet because I was like, 
you know, Cardi is one of those people. Like, I feel like every year at the Met, you see people who are like currently popular, like Casey Musgrave right. appeared the year that Golden Hour won a Grammy. Ice Spice was on the red carpet for Met on Monday. Ice Spice is blowing up right now. Horrible. Doja, Doja oh. Cat's like new, kind of newer in terms of popularity. Yeah. But the like Cardi, I, I understood why Cardi was there a few years ago. But I, I, I first questioned, well, why is Cardi still being focused on so much? She hasn't really, do, she's not really doing anything right now. But I think what I'm missing, the missing piece is that people, you find these people who are just like perfect fashion icons. And like Cardi's one of those people, like she collaborates with designers so well that they like, they're obsessed with her. Like they want yeah. her to come back to the Met. Every it day. is the weirdest thing. Cause I, I've been thinking about this too. And now read that you're saying it like, the way that Cardi has kept cultural relevance without putting out a second album is just beyond me. Like I, I really don't understand it. it. And also, I am kind of we we give Rihanna a lot of hate, but like I'm kind of like getting a little irritated. Like Cardi, can you get? I loved her album. Like I loved her first album. So I'm like, I saw her at Coachella when she was pregnant with Culture. She was flip flapping all over the floor. Like she was like, you know, I'm like, I want more music from her, and I don't understand why it's she taking releasing singles. But no so album. Like she, remember she had that Bruno Mars single, and yeah. she had something else, uh, Money, and those never led to a second album. Then WAP and Up, those never led to a second album. And then she, recently I think it's released- just trying to find her like she's trying to find what the sound is and what's going to click in that big radio hit. And it's like nothing. It's not clicking. Hot shit flopped with yay. flop. And so was, I think she's pretending it's not that good. didn't happen. Yeah, but no, like, Mo, there are stuff that has clicked. Like, WAP has clicked. Like, WAP, was, WAP, is WAP should huge, have been the lead single massive. off the second but, album. But was that more Cardi or was that more Meg? That was well, more Cardi. Cardi. And It's Cardi featuring Meg. And I was going to say, like, Cardi was such a big deal on the Met Gala the first year she went because she was, like, the first big female rapper after Nicki to, like, solidify herself. And But ever since then, like, we have Meg, we have Doja, now we have Ice Spice. But so to your point, Zach, it is impressive that Cardi is still maintained like her status in the eyes of like fashion and pop culture. I think despite it hasn't it yeah. has to do with social media, too, though, because she's such a presence on socials and like her viral videos. Speaking of rap queens, I want to give a major fucking shout out to young Miami Carisha because that bitch came up and ate her first fucking Met Gala. That Diddy money is diddying. Incredible. Did you all see it with the big like? oh yeah yeah she looks good a dream she looked so fucking good that's definitely in my top like five Someone era. Said like, Diddy got to play i hope I, I hope i don't sound crazy right now but i don't know who that woman is you don't know carisha you know city no. girls you know the city girls Act oh i know the city girls yeah, yeah. So young, young miami, miami. do you not carisha. do you know they're two different people jt and young miami well i assumed that it was plural i did there so J- JT oh. went to prison for credit card fraud or something. And you know that famous video there where she's like, don't ask me why I'm going to jail. If you ask me why I'm going to jail one more time, I did fraud. I did fraud. <laughs> they, they had a song with Cardi called Twerk. And JT's yeah. not in the video because she was basically young Miami represented the city girls for like a year while JT was in, in jail. Um, yeah. And they went and got whole Diddy. new faces and new bodies. And she looks, I mean, and young Miami, like Carisha's just really making a name for herself in the industry. Like she's going, there's that, you know, that meme that's like, don't ask me why I don't go as hard. Like I don't have kids. Like she, that's basically JT being like, that's why I'm like, uh, not as like in the face of the public eye as young Miami is. Um, she also has one of my favorite moments is that interview with Meg where she's like, you'll fuck me. 
And then Meg's like, her, I was going to say, Mo, she has a talk yeah. show called Carisha Please, which is really funny. Yeah, it's uh, and it's on Revolt, which is Diddy's network. She's allegedly dating Diddy, um, who also turned to look out. I don't think she's um, allegedly. She is, right? I don't. They they just never confirm it. Oh, she looks good. I just she looks so up. good. Um, also, Gigi Hadid and Givenchy. It was the hair, the makeup, like she was glowing, the lace. I was obsessed with that look, and not enough people talked about it. I thought it was so fucking simple but so good like she just looked incredible jenna ortega also in tom brown which was just tom brown for chanel it was so perfect it fit her like character the whole like vibe that she goes for i was absolutely obsessed with that okay mo um i want to hear who your worst dress was because you know i it's fun hearing you talk up your praise yeah, about the girlies, I, but it's even more fun when I hear you drag them. So okay, give I'm us ready your to, worst dress. I didn't have honestly, it was a good carpet, so I didn't really have like a It was super, actually a really good carpet this yeah, year. Yeah, uh, yeah, a few more shout outs. Um Ava Max looked incredible and I'm not even a huge fan of hers, but it was like her first met, insane, amazing. Oh, I that. I'm a huge fan. Yeah, um Sydney Sweeney from the hair to the face to the tits the best she's ever looked the most beautiful the dress wasn't a big wow but like when you're that hot her hair and makeup team all of the awards give it hey. to him give it to him give it to him kendall jenner i loved the vibe i thought it was cool it just kendall's such a standout at the met for me that it didn't stand out to prior years to her i thought it was okay for kendall i think she looked amazing i get the vibe the no pants i'm gonna go with just people that disappointed me there is something about kim kardashian that the met and from watchers of the show for i've watched every season of the kardashians the new one and the old one the met really makes kim like go insane and it's the pressure of being invited back and the pressure of topping the last moment kim has never to me had a good she's had iconic moments where everyone's talking about them she's never had a good met moment for me i um, don't think the, the camp one was good no, I thought it was a talked about moment with the face covering and all that, the Balenciaga. Like it was, it was a like, oh, no. press moment, not but it wasn't. One. No, not that one. Heavenly oh. Bodies was her with the dripping out and her, the waist was super. No, in. Heavenly Bodies was the Versace, the gold Versace. That was amazing. That looked so fucking good. No, Heavenly Bodies, she was in the Mooglair and her waist was like this tiny. And remember, nope, it had like you're the dripping wrong, Mo. I got she was wet. Mo, While I continue wrong. to go, please look that up for me. Um, let also, me, let me I just fire think... up the Google. <clears throat> Since I have fire up that Google. Um, the Kim K look from the neck up, fucking stunning, insane. Chris Appleton ate that hair. Mario beat that fucking face. The dress just wasn't giving. It was Scaparelli Couture for Scaparelli to do what looks like cheap. No, you're wrong. Oh, you're okay. wrong. I was wrong. So camp was the wet one. Yeah, and I was yeah, and I was right. Okay. Um. Yeah, that Versace look was okay. It wasn't. Like, I loved that Versace look. I thought it was. I just so don't think amazing. it was a Met moment. That's a great like Kim does those. That's a great Kim on a red carpet moment. I if you get so. if you get where I'm going, that Kim is the the fashion icon and has these insane streetwear moments, insane red carpet moments, insane Instagram moments, but doesn't really serve at the Met. I thought that the body, like the fucking I corset I showing on disagree. this dress. I cannot believe you say it doesn't serve at the Met. I feel like I'm she sorry. She doesn't. No, she does. She her sister eats her year. up. Every Kendall eats her up every motherfucking year. No, without no, a no, doubt. no, no. Kendall didn't serve at heavenly bodies. Like Kim did. She didn't serve I, at heavenly bodies. You're right. But it was still, it was good to me. I thought it was good. Um, you just like suck Kendall's like fucking like 
tits. No, my my there. one of my favorite Met looks of all times is Kendall and that Givenchy with the Audrey Hepburn like O2 and the Americana one like two years ago when it was like the it was so so good. Um, this Kim dress just didn't do it for me, and I'm about to ruffle some feathers in Zach, but. Another one who I think is following the same footsteps of Kim is Kylie. Like, the past two years at the Met has absolutely flopped. Like, this dress made zero fucking sense for this red carpet. I heard, Why is it red? Wait, why is the baby blue? Pi- why is can I explain it? to you what I saw online and why it was? I've seen it all. It explain it to me. And I can, and I'm going to combat it. What? Combat. Combat it. Go for Come, it. If you tell me know. what it is. Tell me no, what you, you tell already me what you heard. Come on, come on, that's a raven. You already know what it is. <laughs> tell me, tell me. No, give you tell me. me. What am I gonna say? Give it to me. Give it to me. Give it to me. <laughs> An iconic Julia quote. Um, the Andre Leontali reference and how he was really good friends with Karl Lagerfeld. That it makes no sense. Like that wasn't Andre Leontali. One that wasn't the color of red that he wore. Rihanna did the Andre Leontali and Margella at the Super Bowl. That was Andre Leontali. The hood to the dress was only on coming off of the thing that wasn't the color of red that he wore. That blue under that baby blue satin made no sense. She is the new face of Jean Paul Gaultier, and it makes sense for her to wear Jean Paul Gaultier on the carpet. But for that look, I sent this to Zach on Instagram. That look would have ate the family Christmas party. Christmas with a K. Perfect Christmas <laughs> party. Look, insane. She looked. I'm not saying she didn't look good. I'm saying it wasn't a moment. When you have Cardi B next to you in this insane fucking ball gown, like you have Anne Hathaway there looking like a fucking movie star and you're coming in a red fucking silk dress with some baby blue underpinning. Girl, be fucking for real. Her after okay. party look now. Okay. The after party look she ate great dress okay i know i'm like the least knowledgeable but can i share who i thought i thought that was the best and yeah of course reed so anne hathaway took took the night for me for sure i'm gonna go ahead and put doja in my top three now too because we talked about it and i understand like i get it now and i did like it i just i guess i was kind of like pet the cat yeah and then um I'm not really a fan of men in general, but I thought Diddy looked really good with like the the cape. Like I thought that 100%. Like, I feel like I'm not really a fan of men in general. Well, I feel <laughs> like rappers so often or it's all about toxic masculinity. So to like be a little femme like and look good doing it, I think is like is like a powerful statement. Surprisingly, um, I think most of the time at the Met, the rappers are the ones that like that are willing that to kind looks. of show yeah. a little stunt. Yeah. yeah. And then if we're talking um, about men, like Bad Bunny, yeah. please What's be the fucking yeah, Bad Bunny. Oh my God. The, 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 the back reveal. I the was back like, reveal with oh the, and God. he was matching. He had the same matching look. He was in white and Simone Port, who is the creative director of Jacques Mousse, in the same color with the open back. Someone said, I love when men get slutty because they just have that diamond going from the neck to the back. He and that train i wanted him to have the tiffany diamond like beyonce did in that ad coming down his back uh, um, um okay so then well i don't know who this person is but the entire internet was losing their shit is his name like manu something oh manu reels Ma- baby that, Mo, is, that is that mo that is can't really baby. talk right now daddy some, i have so a full erection who is he or then Manu Rios is from Elite on Netflix. Um, Got it. He was That's on why the I show don't for know. three seasons. Uh, well, Reed, you should know because he gets his bla- back blown. I've out heard every that fucking episode. Show is fuck. Okay, that whole that show. Sexy. I get okay. That was really he was the oh. second my computer yeah. opens for that show. The lube and the poppers are oh, next to me. Oh my god! Bye, <laughs> so, oh, Maddie. Cover your ears. I. Okay. We've got a slow. I was say. disappointed in. Okay, Kim Petrus, I love you. That was awful. It looked awful. Oh, bad. It, it looked so bad. I don't know what they were thinking there. And then 
Um, I'm disappointed in Beyonce because she didn't show up. And there was all these rumors that Beyonce was going to reveal the cuff it look. It's like the only look. Someone, this is how bad I am with fashion, you guys. Someone designed a look for Beyonce for every song on Renaissance, and she revealed yeah, Olivier it for Balmain. And the Renaissance uh, tour starts next week, and we still don't have the Renaissance visuals. So the final tinfoil hat theory among the Beehive was that she'll drop she'll drop the Renaissance visuals the night of the Met Gala after debuting the Cuffit look, and none of that happened. And I was just like, I'm so sick and tired of like waiting for her to surprise drop these visuals. Like I feel like it's just never going to happen, and I'm just like mad at her right now. So I'm disappointed in Beyonce. I'm also disappointed in Rihanna. Please don't kill me. Hive. Please don't kill me for this. But no, I don't. I agree with you. I I saw a tweet before the Met Gala even started, and it was like Rihanna is reported to be wearing ten thousand crystals tonight. Like I was expecting twenty five million dollars in Cartier jewelry. I was expecting head to toe crystal, and I saw her in some white gown or something. I'm also really just tired of her. Like, showing up an hour and a half after the carpet's done. Like, I get it. You're the movie star and you want that final moment. But how fun would it be to get pictures of you with, like, Anne Hathaway? Because you both did that Met Gala movie and you're wearing the diamonds. I like, want to see just celebrities more... interact. Like, when Nikki yeah, and, and hugged. That was, like... I, that was yeah, like- I hate that stuff, though. I hate that you, like, think that you're... You are the fashion it girl. You But, like... Rihanna, you you continuing to do this is not gonna. You're gonna lose your Matt Queen status because the real Matt Queen is Miss Fucking Blake Lively. No, that's the real Matt Queen. Oh, also, I oh, I forgot. She wasn't there either. That was amazing. He just had a baby like a month and a half ago, and she said she was skipping. I want to say I forgot because she was the first person on the carpet. But Dua fucking Lipa and Claudia Schiffer's 1990 fucking two Bride of Chanel dress. Oh, waist wear, waist, waist wear. I, mean, I was like cinched yeah. to the gods. <laughs> Like, and um, also, uh, Billie Eilish looked pretty good. I liked the dark goth kind of vibe she was giving. Yeah, she looked really good. Um, I think that the face filler is fillering. Like, her face is very sharp. It's almost te- teetering on uh, Ariana Grande territory. But overall, really good met. Yeah. I'd say it was solid. I'd say, like, it solid was like one of those years where it was like, I-, I wouldn't say it was like extremely daring, but I would say it no, was like, the it was one- a safe game. It was one where almost almost everyone was on theme and almost everyone looked really good like yeah except for little nas solid. x i hated that little nas x look i yeah, thought it everyone was, so was like oh my god little nas- i'm like okay i thought it was stupid like if it I was camp- like- if the year was camp yeah show me your ass cheeks and your hole like i think that's amazing like be gay <laughs> as fuck but like gonna make there's a ty- like self-hating gay but the the way like sam smith and lil nas make their entire personality being shocking and overly gay yeah. and slutty like is kind of annoying to me like can you just wear I think it's like off putting and it's not like we're normal and look and look good like why do you have to like you don't even have to wear why something do you have to like, show up the- like bad bunny in a fucking look yeah that was I like think there's a look. i think there's a difference between like <laughs> there's a big line between being like queer and um stylish and like queer and ugly and i don't think like yeah. I, like so, like i don't know like th- just because it's little queer doesn't make does it fashion. Serve. like he served in the past like he has served really no, good he looks. There's, a, there's a pink versace look that he did with the fucking hat like cowboy yeah, that hat was that hot. was so hot and it I'm had like that fucking... i'm just sick and tired of i'm gay i'm gay look at me i'm this gay well we, you know we had a lot of gay men that weren't <laughs> there like harry styles timothy chalamet <laughs> <laughs> the fuck up, bitch. they weren't I there anyway it wasn't there there was a lot of people Miss what are like sorry zach go ahead no um uh, go read 
I was just going to ask before we wrap the segment up, like what kind of future Met Gala theme would you guys like to see? Ooh, that's a really good, good question. That's a good question. I personally would love to see Bravo at the Met. I want to see. <laughs> yes. Well, we, got, see we, we got we got Vanderpump at the White House Correspondents Dinner, so I it know. Only I makes feel sense. like we're so close. Come on, Anna Wintour. Like, stop. Like, what do you think I, would be the closest? In y'all, like, y'all in are gonna opinion, hate me, like, but I like think, realistically, who do you think would be the closest housewife to get to the mat? Um, ugh. I have my answer, and y'all are the fans are gonna hate it. But I just <laughs> I Burris. think it's the most realistic. <laughs> if I'm and I'm being 100 percent honest, say it. Say Lisa it. Brenna. I a hundred percent. I can see she's been at every front row at every fucking fashion show, and she's on the cover of every fucking fashion magazine, the real fashion ones, not like the Vogue's. Like, I think there could be a chance. I'd like to see Cynthia Bailey, girl, by the fuck, or like Kenya. (laughs) What do you you want to see? A caftan? Bailey could turn a look, okay? A caftan and some Bailey eyewear. What was it called? The Bailey Agency or the Bailey Academy? Mo, Mo, don't look, don't look now. But Maddie's behind you with a knife. (laughs) (laughs) Don't say Candy Burris. Um, I don't know for themes like, I don't know. It's hard. I would love to see like maybe like. God, I don't know. I would love to see maybe like some like eras, like like a decade, like or something like that. I know that sounds so cliche, but I found I, I think that there's a lot they could do with like like I know they did like Gilded Age and things like that, but I think like yeah. something like the fashion of like the nineties or something like, like that. Like Oregon Trail. I want Ethel <laughs> Del Rey to rise to the top. And, like cottage core. Yeah, cottage core. Taylor no, Super you know what I want to see? I want to see Coastal Grandma. Give me like Diane Keaton <laughs> all the way down the runway. Like I want like I want like a book club. I want like, I Jane want Fonda Ms. looks. Jane like... Fonda. Yes. <laughs> me and my one of my friend Liz, um, we used to always say when we get buried, I want to be buried in Jane Fonda's white bomb on look. It's like this, it's for she wore for the Oscars like five years ago or something. It is one of the best looks of all time. Like that's what I would like to be buried in. Jane Fonda. Jane Fonda, book club two, coming out soon. Go see it. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, let's wrap this up. Let's wrap this segment up and let's get into Vanderpump Rules. Do you watch the show Vanderpump Rules? <laughs> You know what I think about what? Watch this show called Vanderpump Rules. I think Sandoval has a thing for Raquel. Damn. And Raquel has little too much to drink. Right. Oh my God, if Tom is banging Raquel, like that is just. The last time that Sandoval was talking about a woman the way he talks about Raquel, it's when he was talking about Ariana to the group while he was with Kristen. I would actually love to just be like, Kristen, you know what? Yes, I did it, yes. But guess what? Nothing happened between us. Three years ago, me and Ariana made out in a swimming pool at the Golden Nugget, yes. The Golden Nugget? Yeah. Tom and Ariana don't like focus on their relationship. It's true. But maybe the distance that they've got kinda works for them. Oh, come off it. You really think? What do you think? think? Yeah. No. Something ain't right. It's all crazy, all crazy. I think something's going on, and I'm just going to call it like I see it. All right, everyone, let's talk about Vanderpump Rules. Every, uh, uh, just what do you think? Like, 
each episode can't get more and more like telling and more Cringe. and more like crazy like when i'm watching it i'm like i was watching it with my roommate last night and we were just like this oh my god oh my god oh my fucking god like just hearing everything ariana is saying and you can see that ariana's not in on the joke if if there is any kind of like premeditated thing going on i know there's the theories out there that the you know scandal was like Whatever it don't, may don't be, ca- don't take my 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 statement. I wanted to ask. Ariana was Ariana had no part of it in my eyes, and I just am like I'm feeling so fucking bad for her. I completely agree with that. And guys, I know you don't really. We've already talked about it. I know you don't agree with me, but I have to voice this. I'm not crazy. A lot of people <laughs> agree with me, so I know I'm not crazy. I sat and watched that episode with four other people, and all of us were like, "This feels so fake." From Lala telling James, I think something's up and like the rewinding and the maybe it was the way they edited it that made it look fake. But obviously, Ken, it was fake that Ken walked into the kitchen and was like, I can't believe Raquel. Is, like, obviously, Lisa, guys, I want to say that. I always talk right about out. the tacky so shit I, that I want. I want that Ra- on a mug. Raquel walking into uh, Sir and being like, sorry, I'm late. It felt like she was reading off a script. And then Lisa Vanderpump goes sit down, sit down, tell us why you're late. That also There's no way like that really scene was fake acting. because her FaceTiming Sandoval and he was like so flustered for words and kept changing his story and the dude and the I'm not your dude. There's no way that that was fake. I guess fake. I'm just I, trying to say, guys, I'm not, I, I'm not, I think people are misunderstanding me. Like I don't, I'm not saying that Scandoval's fake and I'm not saying that the whole episode You're just saying that there fake, was pickup shots and this there, was shot after. There were pickup shots, we know that. And I feel like Lisa Vanderpump, you know, there's a writer strike going on guys and i don't know how the vanderpump cast is dealing with their their number one writer <laughs> lisa vanderpump t- striking right now but i just <laughs> feel like you know we know she likes to produce storylines we know that a little to some degree a little bit of vanderpump is, is scripted only because she maybe not in- intentionally you know lisa vanderpump is pulling strings and making storylines happen and i just get I, this is my tinfoil hat theory but let me have it i just feel like lisa vanderpump was like There's no fucking way that we're going to just tell what happened off camera. We're going to do pickup shots and you guys need to reenact and act like you don't know what's happening. I need Lala and James to be suspecting. It just felt like this was all done because Lisa Vanderpump is not going to have it any other way. And that's my I think the voiceover would just I think the voiceover happened like she just Lala did that voiceover and that's what made it seem. But I thought like the rewinding and everything was like just cool editing. Maybe the shot with her and James was a pickup shot. But I don't. I think that Lisa. I got personally wind of don't it had think Ken it was. I think what I think is that like okay, and we've heard producers talk like producers hear everything, they see everything. Okay, there was like a lot of footage that like led to the paper trail, and when it was boom, I think that it was edited in post production where they're like, remember that clip that we have where they were talking about this, and we didn't think it was. But an the season story? wasn't like, even back. when Scandaval broke. The season wasn't done editing. No. being edited and he no. said they were maybe only like six episodes into editing so they still had six episodes to go so what i believe and annie friend of the show has this theory which i said, still haven't met annie and i need you'll to meet her tonight oh she coming yeah oh she period okay. yeah she's so excited to meet you um and annie i know you're listening and i love you and yeah you'll meet her at work when you come in and then we'll all head out together okay, but cool. anyways um annie thinks that they didn't think this was true they were like let's just go with end of the season to continue the raquel thing like let's continue the raquel storyline because tom and shorts and her fizzled out so now we got to be mad at her for something else and our 
Andy said to on um, Radio Andy that producers were like asking Ariana and she's like, there's no way this is true. Like, I'm telling you guys. And they took her lead and were like, let's just whatever. Let's continue the Raquel storyline. But none of us think that this is 100% true. So they were kind of doing it with the facade of like, eh, it's another end of season storyline. It's not really a true thing. Then when they found out it's true, I think is when shit gets fucking real. Yeah, I and think I guess it was I like want to say, of- guys, that like a big I say like 60, I'd say 70 percent of my gut tells me it's not actually fake read. You're just being a conspiracy theorist. I think like, a lot of people I, like I, to I guess skeptics. like I know that they really care from my uh one night stand with a Housewives producer. I have <laughs> I learned that Bravo actually takes things looking fake very seriously. That's why. Kim Richards was not asked back after she brought the bunny. Apparently she told producers ahead of time she was going to do that. And they were like, that's going to look really staged. Please don't do that. And she did it anyway. And I guess that the retaliation was, well, we're not going to offer you uh, a diamond back because you went against our wishes. So I feel like I know like my, my more rational side tells me Andy and Bravo would not allow that to be fake. Because it would, it could really ruin Bravo's I think it's reputation. Too, it's too good to be true. So we're looking, we're trying to find a th- something to blame it on. Yeah, like oh, this is too good to be true of a storyline. It kind of fell in our laps. It restarted this show. I do want to talk about the season finale trailer, though. Yeah, goosebumps, yeah. chills, goosebumps, chills. When yeah. Kristen Doty and her across the board ankles came in in those cheap. Oh, flip, girl, flip don't flops. <laughs> Wait, I want to say I loved Sheena's delivery like give that woman an emmy now for saying but you didn't you fucked her best friend instead when she yeah. said that i was like, I was like girl bitch. that should be on a t-shirt um, uh, oh that scene of fucking ariana being like i don't give a fuck about raquel that was the fucking friendship is bullshit of course tom yelling back at her i wanted to jump through the tv screen myself and choke him out but also how she right after she yelled at him just sat like on the couch like I was like, oh, she's mothering. She's oh, mothering. She's mothering. And she okay. said, I, wish, I regret um, ever I, loving you. I, I, know yeah. we're about, I know we're talking that about the chills. trailer. I just got the chills again. Mm. I know we're talking about the trailer, but I do want to just rewind really quickly <laughs> back to <laughs> the Ken Todd, Lisa Vanderpump scene where that was clearly that, pissed me that was clearly staged. Off. Like She definitely gave Ken cue cards and woke him up from his nap and said, hey, go and do this right now. But I, it is one of my favorite scenes in Bravo history at this point. Ken Todd is underrated for giving us iconic one-liners, like the goodbye Kyle, and then now we have Tom Sandoval. Tom Sandoval, like the way he says Tom Sandoval, is the funniest fucking thing. And I mean, that was just planned. She was like, "Tom, you're gonna come in." And you're going to tell her that Raquel slept at Tom's house. Because if it comes from you, I like how he's just like, I like it. how he doesn't yeah. even acknowledge Katie. Like, it's like no one's in the fucking no, room. And and then it's it's, like, I can't believe. I can't believe <laughs> Raquel stayed the night at Tom Sandoval. And then he doesn't even sit around to hear their reaction. He just he leaves. Picks up the dog and just walks out the door. It's like, he literally did not want to do that. Lisa Vanderpump was like, we need a way to bring the conversation up. Tang, can you walk through the door and say something? like oh my god it's so it's so funny. It funny it's so funny it like kills me like those my are like favorite, those like my favorite ken memory or moment is in beverly hills i can't remember if they tried to push him into the pool if he was already in the pool but he like falls no, backwards and nearly him. like 
He nearly died. Like his head. <laughs> I, thought, I thought we were. I, you know what? I still think that we lost that man that day. I think yeah. he died that it's day. A, it's like one of those Britney Spears. His capacity, his mental, his mental faculties. Is that what they say? His faculties were shut down. He wasn't having the faculties <laughs> he's coming been, here. He's been dead since 2017. <laughs> he's been gone. And what we're seeing now is, is the one of those stumped corpse. It's Lisa one of those Vanderpump. MK Ultra clones. Lisa Call Vanderpump, him, the Nazi. night of Jiggy's death, Lisa Vanderpump called Carlton and had her come over to the house. <laughs> she said, I need you to do, I need you to do some of your witchcraft and transfer the, the soul of Jiggy into this uh, animated, into this empty husk that is my husband, Ken. <laughs> she said, now whatever you did to Kyle's computer, do that. My husband. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a new theory out there now that Carlton put a hex on I do uh, want to get into, um, before we get into the episode, I want to get into Kristen Doty on Watch It Happens Live because she looked fucking Mother. phenomenal. She looked so hot. Like, the face was beat to the gods, the tan, the color orange, the titties were tittying. The bronzer was bronzering. The bronzer was bronzering. And she just looked like, when Andy looked at her and said, you love being back on the fo- in the fold. And she said, sure do. I love I we need her back. She's an agent of chaos that is definitely needed on that show. She's like a James Kennedy level, like you yeah. know. Well, my favorite part was when Andy was asking her questions that she didn't have the answer to, and she looks at him very blank stare and goes, I don't know. I don't have the answer to that because I wasn't around during filming. Like she's basically yeah. like saying to him, Well, you fired me. Otherwise, I could answer this question for you. She's yeah. coming back. Watch what happens live had almost a million viewers. It never has those numbers. It maybe does two hundred thousand, three hundred thousand if they're lucky. It even does one hundred thousand sometimes to have a million viewers. Kristen Doty will be back on our screens. All right. I want to talk really Valley. quick about I want to talk really quickly about delusional LVP stands and how they think that she holds such power at Bravo. Maybe maybe back in the day she did she does not hold that same power anymore because they know that the way that like she tries to carry things or the, when she tries to do things her way it never pans out it like and it's not authentic and it just like it's not good for the shows um and people were like she she's not coming back on watch what happens live she told she said lvp can suck a dick uh, and she's like, why are they, why is she still so bitter about LVP? And I'm like, because LVP continuously still slanders Kristen Doty, just how she still slanders Lisa Rinna, just how she still slanders Kyle Richards. LVP, I need people to wake up and realize that LVP is the most petty bitch that can't get over shit. And, and not a good producer. And brings it up all the fucking time. No, but then, if they see that she's doing it in, like, petty fun, then it's like, why? It's, like, the same as, like, the Teresa stands. It's like, shut the fuck up, well, please. Kristen doesn't need to get hired by her again to get back on Vanderpump Rules, because most of this cast don't work for Lisa anymore. No. Also, no. I'm, no I think Lisa, Lisa also knows good TV, so she would love to ha- see Kristen around again so she can keep poking at her. Yeah, and yeah. Lisa's not Lisa's not a good producer. A good producer is, like, a Chris Jenner, where you can't really just, you can't really put your finger on, is this fake or not? Like, the you know like in in Wizard of Oz when little Toto the dog pulls the curtain back and we see the wizard behind the machine or whatever that happened to LVP with the with puppy Beverly, with the, with the with, puppy gate literally Lucy Lucy, 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 Lucy Apple, Apple Juicy, Juicy pulled ever pulled since the then like the Wizard of Oz has been exposed and it was Teddy Mellencamp who pulled that curtain back let you not yeah, forget so exactly and then also I'm gonna go as far as to say even though they have 37 businesses. I don't think she's a good businesswoman either. Well, they just closed another one. They, Pomp is closed. Another one, thank and you. And also, like, <laughs> people, uh, everyone I've talked to that's ever been to those restaurants say that it's terrible. 
Like it's not good food. I actually have a good time at Sir. I will say. I it might be because I enjoy Tom Tom. Tom Tom Or did you have a good time at Sir because it's objectively a good place to go? Yeah, because you're the for sure. But I also thought that Pump was kind of fun. I ate at Tom Tom. I ate at Sir. I didn't eat at Pump. Um, I just boozed. But I thought all three were like fun for a Bravo fan. If I was a random off the street, the fuck no. Please. it's fun for a bravo fan but also like the food isn't like like it's not like anything to write home about but like i the remember goat cheese like, balls are good though I I, yeah that. there's like yeah, good they're stuff and the drinks are good and the atmosphere is fun and it's like you're it's like kind of like an immersive experience and then like i went to um uh vanderpump that? garden in oh. vegas oh and, did you yeah and that was good and i'm going to vegas in a couple of weeks and I'm, i plan on going to paris so um yeah, yeah fun um so fun but uh, yeah pump just closed its doors as you guys know it's so funny with the lvp stands on twitter being like oh those landlords just trying to charge her more and the landlords being like no she just didn't pay and we relieved no, some I of think, it because of I covid and she so didn't pay wake up like i wake need these up. people to wake up pearl wake up pearl like, it's like <laughs> you know, heather, heather <laughs> Thompson. wake up up yeah like, <laughs> like wake up i just like I like I it's okay to like and I said this to my roommate last night I was like I respect LVP for what she brought to Beverly Hills like she is a staple like she is a staple oh, on for Vanderpump sure. like, there's no denying that oh, but yeah, you can't just but you also have to hold your faves accountable and you can't just be delusional that sometimes she is not thinking of the show's interest and, and oh it's no like, she always has her own interests and it's so annoying we're like I think that like there's ghost producers that have been on Housewives like Kyle Richards and bethany frankel and newcomer garcelle is becoming yeah. a ghost producer in her in her own right that no the best producer like, on like Bravo garcelle, of all time is garcelle is trying Tamra actively Judge. please garcelle is trying actively to bring lvp back on uh beverly oh, hills yeah. because she knows it's going to be good tv like you know like lvp i don't think would ever try to bring brandy back or like someone else back that she would she refuse to film good. Yeah, you're not a good producer if you refuse to film with anybody, and that's the Period. girls that like Kyle, Bethany, um, Tamra, even like Sheree, like those. Um, your like Ashley Darby's, like those are good producers. Ashley Darby's a good producer on the show. Yeah, she Ashley never has Darby's refused. Good. Ashley's messy boots the house down. Well, Her delivery good is not in the perfect. Way, okay, I would say Ashley Darby is a transparent producer. She's not trying yes. to hide it. It's very clear. You watch her hear one thing from one housewife. You literally watch her get up, walk across the room to the other table, and be like, "So she will sit and film with anybody." Funny because it's just so blatant, Um, and that's why I think people give no one's like, you know, knocking her points for doing it because it's so clearly not being hidden. Whereas I feel like Lisa Vanderpump tries to hide it, but it doesn't do a good job at hiding it. And then we're like, "Well, that would seem stupid." I think in a few years too, we'll see like Whitney Rose get to the level of Ashley Darby. Yeah, to where I she's hope, doing I, it I cleaner. Um, well, she just cleaner. needs to stop. She's just a little mess of boozing. Stop the boozing so much so she could the story can come across more clear. Speaking um, of, speaking of refusing I, to film, because you said that you the best housewives are the ones that don't refuse to film. Uh, how do you feel? Like, I mean, I know we've talked about it before, but like, do you think this whole Vanderpump cast is going to agree to film together next year? I yeah. think that they know. Yeah, I think they that they've done it before, and they I were on their last leg. They know that they have they were on life support. They were on life support. They were in hospice. They got nothing to lose. And they are going to, they're, they will all, they were on an IV sure. drip. And that IV drip contained was a mixture of Charlie, Brock, and uh, Christina Danica. Kelly. <laughs> so, oh, no. um, 
they really needed something quick. <laughs> I do love Christina Kelly though. I, I love. I, uh, I was just saying that. I was watching the episode last night. I was like, this girl is so chic. I love her. Like, I I'm would, not I, dissing like, her. I was saying Banks. Like, she looks like nine. Banks. I'm sorry. She, she looks just like her. And like I think Banks. yes, she's so chic. She's never posted anything about returning to Vanderpump Rules. And her chapsticks look cute. Yeah, okay. hearts. <laughs> Heart Guys, it it's so haunting watching. And also, it's it's haunting watching any Katie Maloney scene. I know that everyone is everyone has hated Katie in the past or whatever like that, but she was with a monster that is Schwartz, and that is like. What? I'm sorry, the that's not an excuse. Katie just sucks as a person. No, but she's listen, the, uh, she's I'm not done with my thought. She is, but but I love her on TV. But hear me out, hear me out. With everything like this in this season, especially watching what she's going through and watching her friends just like kind of like take Schwartz's side and take Raquel's side and then all of them get burned immediately when she's like this is happening to me and you guys that like Katie like everyone owes you a fucking apology everyone owes you a goddamn apology the fact that Ariana was like and I love Ariana but she was like I'm still like friends with and she was like I think Raquel's a good person. She's and Katie goes, I find it hard to believe that a good person could do really, really fucking shitty things to other people and then be good people to like other people. And she and Ariana was like, Yeah, maybe I'm right. Ariana played with fire and this is what happened. It's disgusting. Watching yeah, watching Ariana say these things defend, on in her confessional like and defend her. I mean, truly, I do want to say something it. about Raquel though. She looked so fucking hot at uh, that sir. chapstick party. She served. Chapstick with, the, with the thong out with the, the motherfucking <laughs> I do love that scene where Lala goes to Ariana. Lala's also good at just producing the story. And they, it felt effortless. She's like, hey, do you want to go pick product out with me? Knowing damn well she was gonna bring up the dead grandma. Um but oh watching <laughs> watching Ariana like smell all the soaps and like put one down, <laughs> put that one in her bag, knowing damn well she could have taken both, but she was like, No, <laughs> put the she put the <laughs> other one down, going through it. Um I want to talk about that scene because that was a really good moment from both of them where she was like, hey, I was at that pool party and like he had the chance to leave. And then his ride like told him he was leaving and he left and he had already found out about it. And her immediately being like, I'm not doing this. Hey, come over here. I'm not defending you if you're like lying. That was amazing. him, Him coming up and clearly lying like her grandmother died and you chose to party on memorial day whatever the fuck day it was you piece of shit loser it's 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 seriously sick it's sick to watch like and watching him sit there and be like well i was i was taking a shit and then uh jason left and uh but jason didn't leave and then i was like couldn't get a car because uber lyft via fucking rebel all these fucking apps exist in la and you couldn't get a car couldn't ask production to take you home can ask anybody to Get your ass the fuck home to your girlfriend, your wife, basically, of 10 years whose grandmother just died. You're and then the excuse, the excuse to be like, well, I thought you'd want to be alone. The fuck? Everything about it is just so disheartening. And also, every time I see Tom, like, I'm like, this man is a goddamn loser. Like, such a loser. Like, loser. <laughs> like watching watching those videos like do you guys get the tiktoks of like his like concerts and stuff like it's no, just people keep sending them to me in dms and i i can't like watch them it's just oh it's 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 torture it's he it's also so is bad. like rail thin right now uh yeah unhealthy 
I was going to say scary. there was some, you know, just like we were saying, Ariana, the things that she was saying this episode was just like, ah, 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 like cringe. Cause it was like, girl, no, no, no. Um, similar thing was happening with Raquel. Like there was this whole confessional where Raquel was like, I'm just like, give, I'm in my don't give a fuck era. She said something along the lines of like, she's always, oh, it was about the growing up wanting Pageant. to be like Miss California or whatever. And how yeah. always had to follow the rules and worry about what people would think of her. And so now she's, she's like, oh, she's like, I'm making up for lost time. It was like, this is literally, you could like, I would love to see like a psychiatrist watch this season of Vanderpump and be like, aha. So that's where this stems from. Like you can see like why Raquel has done what she's done with Scandaval based off what she says in her confessionals. Cause you're, I was just read. I was just childhood trauma. I was just saying that to my roommate when we were watching it together. I was like, this is very much like, I almost feel like. I feel bad for her in a sense, but then I obviously don't like you're an adult, like you are responsible for your own actions. But in a sense, like you can tell that there's a lot more going on. He didn't just do this to do it. And Tom just did it to do it. And there's a lot going like, yeah, her being like, these are my best friends. These are the people that support me the most in the world. And I will hold them forever. Like this is, these are my people. And it's like, baby, are they? Are Even they? watching Tom being so excited at that point, like, yeah, yeah, invite her to the party, invite her to the party. Here are these nineties Versace glasses, like, get her to the party. Like him, like seething at the fucking mouth, knowing damn well they were fucking at this point. Like, it's, it's so gross. It's so gross. It's and it's literally, like, I and can't. I think that's what like where it's like read like, and I know, I know you do believe in Scandaval, but those are like the little moments where I see it, where it's like no this was real and no one knew what was going on around yeah them. yeah like you know like and it, like where it, when just a simple invitation he fucking foams at the mouth and starts coming like you know so what every, i'm saying like every I, yeah every scene that had ariana in it i knew wasn't a pickup shot because she would not willingly come back and fake that with raquel same with sheena they have a restraining order against each other so that whole glamping thing I, there was nothing about me that doubted that because i was like that couldn't have been done after the fact um, I don't think but, anything was done after the fact. Well, I'm agreeing with you. Ultimately, I I don't really, truly, in my heart of hearts, believe. I think there was just fake, the voiceovers. It, really it did look really that fake. stuff. So it was just like it just it really felt sus. But I do ultimately believe it's authentic. Um, I it's, think those gays you hanging well, around are uh, rotting your brain with these. <laughs> <things>. <laughs> I think it's. I just. I'm. I'm a little shocked that you guys weren't at least seeing where we're coming from on that. No, oh, I understand where you're coming from. I understand, from. The, yeah. The voice well, and also the voiceover is definitely a pickup. The voiceover no. was recorded after like, for sure. And I, for sure. Yeah, but it just she maybe just, that was I think all that Lisa got wind of this and was like, "Hey, go in t- um Ken and do this." And that's why it seems staged and funny because well, they, they just all that. they all claimed they were so shocked and appalled when Scandaval broke and now we're seeing all this footage that really doesn't back that up. Like Lala straight up says verbatim, I think something's up between Sandoval and Rachel. I don't well, think any says, of them ever said that they were shocked. They Any of them done, they said they had inklings. She um, has said that she had a feeling back in like August, like that she started like putting little pieces together. And you know, and, and I think this also just backs everything up is that Lala from the beginning of the season and from the beginning of her time ever meeting Raquel, she's never had a good feeling about Raquel. She's always hated Raquel. And then like, with the whole Katie Maloney thing and the Schwartz thing that she's like, wow, she's really fucking up. And then with the Oliver thing, she's like, damn, you're really a mistress. And then watching the way that Tom and hearing all those little things happening, she's like, 
this is weird. And I would not be surprised if Raquel and Sandoval were fucking around. And I think that was just her being like, and same thing with Lisa. I think she's like, I think she found out. I think she heard that Raquel slept over and she's like, this would be great. Nothing's clearly happening, but this would be great. Like, you know, for the trailer for like like this and that. I want to talk about the sleepover thing quickly. Like that thing with, before we wrap up, like, her him being like well yeah she slept on the couch but then she like got what was that phrase he kept using she dipped out oh my god that was the most frustrating thing like she dipped this out whole- and it's like did she go home oh no she slept on the couch i mean no, our that guest was, room i mean my bed super specifically manipulated by tom to get people to shut up with him where he could go back and say i wasn't lying she dipped out of like y'all think that Schwartz for- was even there huh do you think Schwartz was even there i don't i don't I don't either. I think he just like is trying to. I think he dipped out. I think he dipped out and then Tom dipped in her pussy. Anyways, let's we've go to fucking two, Jersey. We've got two weeks left of Vanderpump episodes. And then because they said the finale is on May 17th. That's two weeks from this week. And then also um, rumors of a four part reunion. And someone did say we have six weeks of Scandaval left. So if you add that up, that makes sense. It'd be two weeks of episodes and then four weeks of reunion. So. Period. We got a lot coming. We do. I'm All right. excited. Well, that is our Vanderpump recap. Now let's get into the Real Housewives of New Jersey. Um, listen, I'm going to send a text now for next Thursday night at Alpha. Except Melissa and Joe. They have not invited them. But the few things they have... You know, the camera's on. We're filming, right? Oh, okay. You invite, you have to invite everyone. You can't just do some and not the others. Okay, I love you. Bye. <sighs> so anyway, um, they're invited. Why? When you're upset, angry, that takes more energy. Don't you agree? I know. I don't like to tell the kids everything that's going on with my brother, Melissa, unless I have to tell them. There's no reason to tell them anything right now. The wedding's a week away. I'm so close to my happily ever after. All right. So let's get into our Real Housewives of New Jersey recap. Unfortunately, um, Mo has completely quit New Jersey and he's done. He has quit. He has walked away. He is never talking about Jersey again. So he's not joining us. I'm just kidding. He's never not talking about Jersey again, but he had to get ready for work. So it is just Reed and I, and we are going to talk all about the Real Housewives of New Jersey. I'm coming to you from the Garden State. So let's get into this past episode. Reed, we've shortly talked. What are are your thoughts? I know you don't have many. I know. I was like, Zach, we could make this like a two-minute segment, but I think we'll give it a little bit more time than that. I just don't really have much to say. It was not... An interesting episode. The only thing that I found interesting was Teresa in the car with her kids on the phone with Louie. He was saying, I'm not going to invite Melissa and Joe. And she's like, you know, we're filming, right? And he's like, oh, and I love when like the when the curtain is pulled back and you're and you see when the fourth wall is broken and the fourth wall was broken there. So that was really interesting to me. That's really all I had to say. Let's dissect that really quick because something that is just a little, you know, I guess it's 
this is where I'm at with the season of Jersey. I keep going back and forth on who I believe. And, and honestly, I'm starting to like, feel like I'm in the camp of like, I'm not team like Teresa or Melissa. And I'm kind of like, you guys are both like annoying me. Like you guys are both like, kind of like wrong, you know, over it. Exactly. Like a hundred percent, but it is very interesting to hear like Louis constantly on camera say, I want your family back together. Let's do this. Like the blah, blah, blah. And then like when he doesn't realize that they're filming being like, I'm not inviting them. Like, why would I invite them? And like the trailer for the finale, he's like, if I was in a snake pit, you'd pull me out. Right. Well, I'm pulling you out of the snake pit. So it's like, Louie can't really have it both ways. Like he, yeah, he's kind of like very duplicitous and I just, it really showed, I think Teresa's fakeness too, because yeah, obviously was, he would not be suggesting they don't get an invite unless he knew that deep down, she also didn't want them to have an invite. And she clearly was just pretending that they have, we have to invite them. She was only doing that because of the cameras. I just, it really goes to show that they're all full of shit. Yeah. And it's, and, but also the same thing with Melissa and Joe, like, it's like, I don't think either is not being fake or like is, yeah, is being like real in this. And like, I feel like they just both hate each other and it's just, you know, let's leave it at that and let's start a new era of Jersey. And I hate to say that because I love OGs so much, but I just feel like it's gotten so stale. Like it's, it's really just gotten so stale. And the only, and I've said this before, the only option for me other option maybe for me is you know get rid of melissa and then see how teresa is on her own and then go from there um but i don't even know if teresa would be good on her own really i don't i don't know i mean like i, I know i've said it a thousand times but maddie's idea of give teresa's family a spinoff maybe that's what they do but to your point is it gonna be interesting enough just being about teresa and her family i don't know i want to know more about um, and I've said it before, Jen Fessler and the preview coming up with her mom, who's an identical twin and they look kooky and crazy and everything that I like love about how like this is like, like, give me, give me more Jen Fessler. Give me more Jen Fessler. I just think me that she's it. such a light. I think she's such good, positive energy, I think. But she also keeps people accountable. She's also kooky. She's like, you know, good with confrontation. Like, I just Give me more of her. Yeah. And I think just in general, all the newbies are doing a good job. Rachel Fuda's like storyline adopting her stepson. That is like a great storyline, especially for your first season of Housewives. Do you think, do you think that like she's like amping it up a little bit? Cause I know a lot of people are just, you know, thinking that why did you, why are you just now doing the adoption thing? Now? I feel like whoever the real mom of this kid is, is probably watching this and being like, you fucking cunt telling everyone on national television that I'm an absent mother. Like she's kind of dissing this woman a lot. She's like, I can't imagine not be- wanting to be close to my child. Like she's just sort of unnecessarily like talking shit about the the mother a lot. Yeah. And I'm, like you can you can say things without being rude to the mother, but she's definitely got her negative feelings about the mother. You can tell by the things that she says. And um, I think I like I think I saw something about the mother. Like I think she's really like deadbeat. Like I think she's like really Maybe like she is. Maybe she deserves all the shit Rachel's saying about her. But I just was like, 
every time Rachel has an opportunity, she says something along the lines of, I just can't imagine not wanting to be with my child. Yeah. And it's just so I it's it's a fair statement, but it's clearly it's clearly at the expense of the of the biological mother. I did feel and I, I love Rachel. I do. But I did feel like I did not see a single tear actually coming out of her when she was sitting there crying. It probably is a little bit staged for the show. I think any housewife knows when they get brought onto housewives that their pressure's on to deliver. And probably the most embarrassing thing that can happen is that you're a one season wonder, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think no housewife wants to be cut after one season unless they're like Kim Fields and she just didn't want to come back (laughs) because she's not like this. I don't think I don't think Rachel or um, Danielle should be one season wonders. either. No, I think that like if you can give uh, Mia on Potomac more than one season to kind of like get her sea legs underneath her, I think you can do that for these girls. And also, I was going to say, like, they all have good storylines. So, uh, Danielle, like we saw in the trailer for the next episode. We finally, we hear from Danielle's mother about her brother not wanting to settle things. Um, yeah. I So it's not like, you know, everyone is kind of, all the women are like, well, what did you really do to deserve him? And I'm curious too, if there's more to the story than just the Instagram thing. But to have her mom on camera being like, I've tried, but your brother doesn't want to make things right. I'm like, oh, they are here. They They're are like they, fighting, fighting. Yeah. They are checked in they have they are cashing that check so um yeah i think we need to see more from all of them but the season just it started off with so much promise with this new blood injected into it and it's just it goes to show really like it really goes to show zach that the shadow of the teresa melissa feud is so has it's cast such a shadow over this franchise that not even three exciting new housewives with new stories and dynamics can get us out of it. Like we're still drowning underneath the weight of the Gorga Judice drama. And that's why I'm nervous. If like, if they're still gonna like, if they're bringing the entire cast back, like, I'm like, I don't want to do this again. Like I don't, I can't, I can't do this again. I don't think we as a community, as a Bravo fandom can live through this again. Like, I think it's just, we're over it. I think it truly could be the nail in the coffin to Jersey if they don't switch things up next season. And I wonder if Andy realizes that fully. I think he does because of the way he talks to both Teresa and Melissa. Like he clearly has had it with Melissa. Um, I hope that that is a sign. I hope the writing's on the wall that like they got to get cut or something's got to happen. Yeah. Some, and it's got to happen quick. You got to think of something real quick. So gotta think of something real quick. <laughs> well, I mean, that's well, all we, I have. I don't know. Do if you have anything else, anything else in the episode that like, guys, out. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Jersey fans out there. It's just not giving what it's supposed to give. And listen, Jersey mm-hmm. is a great franchise. And we like, I hear as a Bravo super fan root for everything i don't root for like the downfall of these shows i always want them to get fixed a little bit i don't think we just immediately go cancel it cancel it i don't want to cancel shows i i just think if anything you reboot it like i mean i know we're conflicted over the roni reboot but like i would rather see a reboot than a cancellation i and it's gonna it's gonna be definitely a big test with this roni reboot and every time i get a little bit more excited I watch Ro- the old Roni and I get a little more sad. And then I hear things like Andy, like 
whenever Andy talks about the Roni reboot on like Radio Andy or in an interview, it almost sounds like he's trying to convince himself. And it, and that's what's not like, I, that's what makes me so nervous. I just heard yeah. a clip of him going like, I've watched the first seven episodes and it's good. Yeah. That it's like, it's like I'm like, that does, you are not selling me on that. It's you giving when he that. went on good. It's giving when he went on the Today Show, cracked out of his mind to announce Dubai. And yeah. he was trying to sell it so hard. This is luxury. You've never seen luxury on this level, guys. It is. They they bring the heat. And then we tuned in and it was truly the probably the most boring season of Housewives of any franchise I've, I've ever watched. It's 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 it, was it lacked really life. Tall. It lacked luster. It lacked any sort of spirit. Dubai, like I'm truly not excited for season two. I will watch, but I, wa- I will watch because I feel obligated to watch, not because it's actually worth my time so i don't know it's i'm a little nervous but we'll see how it goes but that is our real housewives of new jersey recap and now for a a new segment that we're kind of trying out it's a little bit of a slower week this week guys and we have so many friends who are also like bravo holics that we want to start bringing more friends on just to kind of get their perspective talk about their favorite bravo moments so today we're joined by my bestie mikey brown Hey guys, how's it going? Hi, hey. Hi Mikey. Hi hey, Mikey. Thanks for having me. Oh, we've been wanting to have make this happen for a while. So thank you for coming on today to talk a little bit. Guys, a little fun fact. Uh, Mikey is kind of responsible for me even like getting into Housewives. I didn't really know where to start. And I think it was like two years ago. And I think he was either, you were either re-watching Potomac at the time or it was your first watch, but you were like, mm-hmm. you have to watch Potomac Green. Yes, it was probably like... I think 2020 was kind of the year that everyone was just like, let me dive into something new. Let me get a whole new like personality. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> it was like the perfect year to, to start it. And I think Potomac, I suggested Potomac just because that year was season five airing. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. all this stuff happened with Monique and Candace. And so I'm like, you need to start too. Yeah, Mikey and I are the golden age of Potomac fans. By the way, oh, I was that was going to be my question, Mikey. Team Monique or Team Candace? Yes, Team Monique. I I can't help it. It's just like I'm sorry, she was mother. Like she was, and it's just like out of all those women, to me, she still gives like the most housewife s. Yeah, wealth, wealth, luxury, beautiful. She doesn't, you know, really drunk driving. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> like the perfect, she's the perfect amount of delusional that makes like mm-hmm. housewife, you know. We like pregame totally her song agree. Drag Queens a couple weeks ago. It's a oh my god, I forgot about that. <laughs> forgot about that. It's a good she's song. Just, I mean, she's an icon. And honestly, that, always... like, that little pop she gave Candace really oh. made Candace more self aware and shadier and not yeah. as like low down and dirty. And it led to some of the dynamic between Candace and Portia on Girls Trip because she was mad at Portia for all the things she's because Portia's friends with Monique. Yes, like the it woke up the little Candace, you know. It did. It did. And also, I just think Monique is like one of the most stunning housewives. Like, I think Absolutely. she's so pretty. Her confessionals always ate. And yes. the second, the fact that she ruffled that many feathers the second that she stepped on the scene, that's when you know you're that bitch. That's when you know you are hot. Like, Absolutely. And it's like kind of my regret, my only regret for her kind of leaving the show was that her anger, although Candace deserved what she got. Warranted. 
a lot of the anger that Monique was having towards the end of that season deserved to be directed towards Giselle and Robin because let's be honest, they kind of played her for a fool because they wanted her out. They've been wanting her out since she got on season two. And so I love the idea that she was kind of the only person to really get under Giselle's skin and like kind of really hold her feet to the fire in the way that she did. Karen does too, but Monique, I mean, I love the idea of someone younger just checking something older. I'd love to see a scene where it's just like we start at the heels and then it comes up and she comes out of a car and it's just like a dinner with her, Ashley and Karen. And it's just like, ah, I want it. I want it so bad. Now that she's off that so terrible bad. own TV show or whatever the so fuck Mikey, is on. Yeah. Mikey, I want to ask you a couple questions that we always ask on It's About Bravo to our new guests, yeah. which uh, we did it to Reed. We did it to Maddie. So it's just a rite of passage. So we want to ask you, what is your favorite franchise of Housewives? Who is your favorite housewife? And then to wrap it all up, give us your Bravo hot take, something that the public will not agree with you on, but you are standing true in your truth and you just believe it in your soul. Ooh, okay. So favorite franchise for me, and I think Zach, we talked about this like briefly um, when you were here, but probably Beverly Hills, just because it kind of gives, when I think housewives, I think glamour i think money i think you know celebrities i think you know the mansions and all that and so from the get-go with beverly hills you get all of that and um i don't know just like the the many dynamics that they've had over the seasons i've loved every single bit of it even kind of the boring seasons like you still had a little bit of chaos there um and i just love la and the atmosphere of la so kind of again going back to the whole delusional housewife thing a lot of them in la have that um, it just makes for good TV, especially when you have, you know, the celebrity connections come into play and you get to see it on screen. And I think the scandals are some of the biggest <laughs> in LA or in uh, Beverly Hills. So I'd say that for sure is my favorite franchise. Favorite housewife. This is hard because I just love so many different ones for different reasons. Again, Gemini thinking I'm like, well, I like Monique because of this reason. But then I kind of like Dorit for her fashions and her, you know, delusions. And it's kind of what made Dorit great in the first place. Um, I love, I have this love hate relationship with Sutton, like as a housewife in general. She's one of those tall relative. Right. It's like she's one of those people that she came on, you're like, what the fuck? You don't see color. Like, are you kidding me? This like, southern lady who clearly is you know off her rocker a little bit but then i've grown to love her because that's the great part about housewives too is that you get to see them evolve and so i like to base my judgments based off of that too like who's grown the most who have i like gone on a roller coaster with um so again that leads me to ashley darby (laughs) she is somebody that's like up and down for me always but i always end up you know, I'm a Darby Barbie. I can't help it. She's she's just great. She moves the stories along. She, for the most part, comes out unscathed. I love that she can hold her own or tr- at least try to <laughs> with every single, you know, conflict that she's had. Um, so I'd say those four, honestly. If and that's were- a really good perspective to have of like growing with the housewife and like yeah. seeing their like ups and downs and then where they're at from where they started. That's yeah. a really good, that's a really good perspective. That's why I love, love Luann. Like oh, that yes. person for me. But, but has she grown? 
no, no. But I think that she's just shown more of herself. You always root for her because you want her. But it's funny you say that. She's like a cockroach. Yeah. Actually, shut up. Ashley Darby, uh, we were just talking about like how Lisa Vanderpump tries to produce and it's always like obvious. And mm-hmm. we were talking about who are like good producers versus bad producers. And we were saying Darby's the perfect producer because she doesn't try to hide it. Like it's so clear that she's producing right. a storyline, but we just go with it because it's funny because like right. he doesn't hide it. Whereas Vanderpump tries to hide it, but does a bad job at hiding it. And that's the thing, too, is that like Ashley will get called out for anything and everything. But still, at the end of it, like Candace still has this like love for Ashley. You get to see her not really completely hate her. And like, I think that's all the women that have had issues with Ashley. They all go for her really, really hard. But at the end of the day, they're still like, can't help but like her. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> so I, I kind of like that. She has a charming like personality, um, which makes, again, for great TV. And we so. met her. And we met her and she was super nice. I hear nothing like anybody else too that I've seen online who've like met her out. They say the same thing. Like she's so sweet. She's so fun. And I mean, you you can't help but but love her. So now give us your Bravo hot take because this is the one that I'm always intrigued to hear people say. Um, I think we give Brandy Glanville too much of a pass on a lot of things. That's okay. fair. <laughs> this is good because Zach and Mo love Brandy. So I, I like love her too. Our, I think we I think all do to agree. Yeah, yeah. She's, but she's problematic great. as fuck. She yeah. has been in the past. She said mm-hmm. really off-colored comments. Like racist. she's been racist. <laughs> we, we can say it. Um, and it's you can't use the excuse of just being like a drunk monster when you're like right. pushing 50. Um, but I just think that she's incredible TV. Yes. And I don't think that she's a hateful person no. is my thing. I think that her comments are just ignorant yeah. as to where you have a Kelly Dodd who I think is a hateful piece of shit. Big right. it's like Awful. they're different. Yeah. Yeah. It's a different I thing. Think, yeah. It goes back to like, I love Brit. She makes me laugh so much. Like the things that she says sometimes are like things that me and my friends would say together, just like very vulgar comments. But then it's like going back to the whole growth aspect of housewife. She hasn't grown that much no in the last like how many years? It's the same person, and I'm like, well, girl. I do think on Girls Trip we did years. see some growth from her. I think that she could have a reacted li- in situations like a lot worse than she did, like the Dorinda yeah. and the son thing. And I, <laughs> <laughs> what if your son died? Um, I do think that was in part though of having Phaedra and Eva with her to where they yes. kind of brought her down to a level of mm-hmm. normalcy, and they were like. Girl, you cannot fucking do that. You can't yeah. go around like calling people small, guns all day. There, there's a small amount of growth, but then also there's some of the housewives that I don't want to grow. I want to go <laughs> and I want to pay. <laughs> I want to pay what I'm buying. And like, like I'm not going to go to like Gordon Ramsay's like steak restaurant and order, you know, like a salad. And it's like, right. oh, I just, I wanted a healthier option. Like I'm going to order the fucking steak. So when I'm right. paying for Brandy Glanville, I want chaos. I want a mess. I want a disaster. Yes. You know, like I want her to say like awful things. Like that's what I'm, that's what I'm viewing Come on analogy. I think, I think it's great that she <laughs> was on Beverly Hills. I will say, because I don't think she's the most chaotic that we've seen like in, in housewife universe in general, but I think it just, she just comes off so much worse because the women on Beverly Hills are like, Oh no. Oh no. Right. Like, so they, they don't go there really, especially back in the day when she came on that it was, I mean, Kim Richards was, was, 
a titan against <laughs> Brady Glanville. So she gave her a run for her money. But I do agree that it's like you tune in a housewives again to see them be delusional and to see them be crazy. But it's like, how many racist comments do we get before it's like, right. yeah, no, there's <laughs> definitely, like we've said it before, there's definitely, um, certain housewives where it's just gotten too much. Like, like Mo said, Kelly Dodd has just yeah. cro- like, she's well over the line. Like there's no going back with that one. And it's, it's unfortunate because rewatching those, um, like, yeah, I don't know if you've, like because reed hasn't watched orange county but like yeah but like kelly when she first came on the scene was just perfect chaos like she knew how to ruffle them feathers like it was great tv the shit that she would say was just so insane and then it got to the point where she was like saying shit just to like piss people off like it's like one of those things where it's like i i i think being politically incorrect just to be politically incorrect because you feel like you are not allowed to be is just so stupid. Like it's You're just like being an ass is to be an ass. Yeah. 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 And that's it's Kelly Dodd. You know what moment came up on my TikTok the um yesterday when she was on the phone with the pig emoji. Like, you'll you'll pig bitch. Yeah, that came up on my too. Bitch. <laughs> Iconic. Um, and there was the emoji of the fucking pig just going off. Uh <laughs> That we're was a good, that was a time. A million questions, Mikey. So sorry. But another one I like to ask is like dream ultimate girls trip cast. And if you don't have, oh, eight, yes. that's fine. But you and I have talked about this so many times. Like we talked about oh, how there's... like having Monique and Nini together would be amazing. So yeah. Like, oh, God. What are, yeah. What would be like your dream? Um. So how many housewives are we saying are on this trip? Eight-ish. Let's do eight. They usually do like eight. Okay. I'm trying to like, let me Seven go through cast members in my head. From each franchise. Um, New York, I think uh let's throw Sonia. I think Sonia would be a great absolutely. I think it's absolutely so- criminal that she has not been on a girl's trip yet. Uh, the, the way that there's four and yes. the, the, she hasn't been on one is is sickening. Yes. I need someone to pay for their crimes. Right. Let's do Ramona and um honestly, Sutton would be great for <laughs> Ultimate Girls Trip. I think that'd be a fun dynamic. For her to be around like extra crazy people. Um, so can we do repeating housewives? You can. Yeah. Like yeah. they've done it in the past. But I think it's about the chemistry of the overall cast, not did they already get on, you know? Yeah. Um what if we threw Bethany in there? Oh, for sure. I think for sure. Be, I, yeah. You need be, a producer. You have to. You have to. Um, and it can't be Giselle. Like no. So let's throw Ashley Darby in there then. Um <laughs> I love this already. I feel like we need Monique. We yeah, I think she'd be a good uh companion for Ashley. Um let's do I'm trying to think of somebody from people from Atlanta, Marlo. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Do Marlo and I'd say Nini. Nini would be yeah. great. Duh. Have to. Duh. I think that seeing like a Marlo and Bethany Frankel interaction would just make me self-combust. <laughs> right. Like I would die. I would live. I for some reason I feel like they would kick it, like hit it off. Like they would yeah. be so good. I love the idea of Monique and Nini on the same season. So fun. like what would happen? Like, I don't know. I feel like Sonia would. I, I, I'm envisioning Sonia becoming besties with Ashley Darby for some reason. I don't know why. I think they already are like pretty good friends. Oh, they, yeah. 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 Boozing and I think they would just booze it up. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. 
Um, and she tried to fuck her for sure. <laughs> I just rewatched the Mexico trip. I was cleaning my apartment and it was playing in the background when she was trying to fuck Bethany. And I was like, iconic. <laughs> she fully was like, let's go. go. Yeah. Ashley's a little. She's a little bicurious. A little bit. A little bisexual. Um, And then I also want to say Meredith Marks and Jen Shaw. Oh, oh yeah. Buy from prison. It's honestly, it's just a robot of a screen and Jen Shaw's in prison, yeah. but she's the robot's walking around. It's no, it's Jen. like that big <laughs> it's so like that big um them. screen that they had uh Brandy Redman on in the reunion for the rehearsal. <laughs> <laughs> but it has legs and an arm and it like oh that'd be a con. I wanna see I wanna see some Dallas girls on girls trips. Like I've never watched I Dallas. Wanna... Yeah, I Guys, think Tiffany would be great on. I feel like she's the only one I really see anything. Tiffany Moon. Yeah, anymore. Mo hates her. I hate her. I fucking loathe her. I think it's just so like thirsty and desperate. And I think she like used a politically charged time to like, I just don't think I don't. It wasn't the time and the place. And I don't think that you I don't think you went through the experience that you are putting out Mm -hmm. in to the world especially when other people are going through this actual experience and i just think like the i don't she doesn't have it for reality tv for me like it's just not it's not it um i would like to see the dallas girls though like i think deandra cam stephanie would be great on a girl's trip not leanne because that you need to stop right there mama (laughs) (laughs) i'm sorry I have to be honest. I, that's my Bravo hot take, Mikey. I, I, I'm a Latino. I, I'm a Latinos for Leanne. That's <laughs> bitch. Electric chair right now. Nar. Uh, I wish I knew who these people were, but it will be watched eventually. Read honestly. A, read season two and three of Dallas are great fucking TV. That where did they go to Denmark? I think like yeah, uh, Copenhagen. Yeah. Yeah, I mean to say whatever. Um, that whole that whole trip was unhinged. Like that moment where the elevator door is open and Cam's talking shit about Deandra, and Deandra's like, "I'm right here," and she's like, "Well, great," and then just goes in on her. I'm like, "Ah, oh, do you I speak love. to your mother this way?" Or my weave is exhausted. The panty liner on my panties are exhausted. <laughs> we have to watch. I think I need a refresh on a lot of. Dallas had its moments, yeah. and it's Maddie honestly and, only. Maddie and I were doing like a Dallas like rewatch when I was there mm-hmm. like last summer in like May. Like when I was staying with her, we were just like watching it, and then like when I left, she just like continued because she was just like, "Oh my gosh, I forgot how good like this was in the beginning." <laughs> I was like, like, it was like it's Maddie, it's yeah. Oh yeah, of course. It's Maddie. She'll <laughs> she, watch. She'll binge watch the binging queen. Like that's yeah, that girl like, binges TV like no other. Um, I know when Maddie's busy when there's like no responses to text in the group chat or she hasn't been like who's watched Survivor who's watched this and I'm like bitch how am I watching Survivor before you I know I'm never I never beat her to the punch never I beat both of you guys this week um Mikey and I we like spend a lot of Sunday nights together watching whatever you know Sunday night TV is like a religion which is going to be Roni and Atlanta yeah so that's what I wanted to ask like I'm excited Atlanta premieres this Sunday. I watched last season. It was okay. I think you watched most of it, Mikey. Yeah, I watched most of it. I just wasn't like ca- truly captivated by any of the storylines that was that were going it wasn't on. Good. You could watch the reunion and you would be like caught up. Yeah, and it's like on top of like TikToks and and tweets, I've been pretty like aware of like what's going on, especially with the Drew and her now ex situation yeah. that's gonna, i keep forgetting that that's even happening i think atlanta's just 
arguably one of the best franchises yes. from like the early seasons they never they started flopping around like 11 around mm-hmm. there but like last season was just such a flop and when you lose someone like Portia Williams who to exactly. me is number one this is my number one housewife it always will be yeah. like yeah. I think the most beautiful the funniest the most captivating like that's just mother to me and I think when you lose her and you don't bring in somebody to replace that energy you're just getting like they're trying to they're fighting for they're fighting to fight it's giving right. Jersey like, Mikey, what would you do to fix Atlanta? Because Atlanta, I think people just need to understand that it's just not like, and I think a lot of people do, but then there's a lot of Twitter that's a little delusional that it's not the best franchise anymore. It used to be, and it was, yeah. it was that that girl. Like Atlanta right. was that girl. Like seasons one through ten are some of the best television we've ever seen. Hundred percent. But like, what do we do to fix Atlanta today? Like we're we gotta, in a state of emergency. We got <laughs> to bring one of them back. I think yeah. a large part of the reason why it's so beloved is because of who was on it. Like you had Nini, you had Portia. At one point you had Nini, Portia, Cynthia, Phaedra, um, uh, Candy. And, you know, you had all these people on in one season. And that was, it was like, what, season seven, season, season eight, mm-hmm. like around that time. That was top tier. And it's like, like you said, like you have to have these wives that make you laugh hysterically. I think... Atlanta's known for that. Like, that's why we all tuned in to see what the fuck Nini was going to say, what the fuck Portia was going to say. And it just seems like there's nobody really like that funny. Drew's boring. I think Sanya's boring. Yeah. It's like, it's not, I don't gag anymore at anything. Yeah. (laughs) And like Marlo tries, but I think. Marlo tries. And he tries, but she's going from friend of to peach holder. Mm -hmm. If she was a peach holder now with all the other girls being there, I think it'd be great. But she is, has the weight of knowing that the show is not great right now. So she's overdoing it. And I think that she's going to lose the audience. I love Marlo. I love Marlo. I love her. She was one of the nicest people we met at BravoCon. Like, so fucking nice and i just think that she this show can't fall on her shoulder especially when you have people like candy who are just taking up space and money she's taking up space and she and it's like obvious candy's gonna do anything for her check right like, like yeah we, we know that but it's like at some point your son has to set <laughs> a little bit <laughs> like there's 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 nothing else for you to do like like do you know. even want to do it is the right. like, it never seems, seems like, like she wanted to be there, there. No, at all. There, they need like a. I think Atlanta. (laughs) I don't know why that moment of candy sucks dick in a locker room just like popped (laughs) up into my head, and that's why I audibly laugh because I was so fucking funny. I think any housewives franchise needs a villain to really like make it work, and I guess Marlo is kind of fit that role last season, but like they're missing like a Kim Zolzia. They're missing like Mm -hmm. someone they can all gang up on. Yeah, like, like a season terrible. 10 when you had Sheree, Kim, Portia, Nini. Yeah. Like, I'm doing the Whitney Houston, the Marlo, Shmia. That, <laughs> that whole vibe. I but stopped the thing at season is, 10. I'm about to, I need to watch it, but yeah. You need to watch it, but it's almost giving Leah and Roni to where they're trying to be the villain, but nobody else is reacting to them, mm-hmm. so they just look foolish. So it's like, All no right. one's reacting to you're crazy, and then you're just being crazy. So yeah. Marlo, I feel like, is going to have that problem coming up this season. Mm-hmm. Also, another thing I miss on Atlanta is like, and this sounds so shitty and I don't mean it to be, but like luxury, <laughs> true luxury, like mansions and like all the fun, huge charity galas that they used to do. Like what happened to all of that? Like all the what events. Happened to luxury? 
Yeah. Sh- Chateau, well, she can't pay happened to luck. Yeah. That bitch can't pay a bill to save her fucking life. Come on now. We could have had one Sheree. of the best storylines with uh, Portia and Fallon. And if they would have just given Fallon a peach, if they would have, if, if Portia would have stayed on mm-hmm. and, and like we had the so- Simon Gubadia money of it all. Oh, like she everywhere. was keeping the Gubadia name and she said, <laughs> fuck this show. I'm getting my check in my bag. Portia Ooh. is rich now. Yeah, she now. is rich. Yeah. And to she be was honest, wealthy before. Now she's rich. She's really rich. And like seeing her back on ultimate girls trip three was just so refreshing. Reed, I know we've talked about it before and it's like, so hot. this I is what I missed. It's just like this, her energy, the charisma that she brings, it's just like the funny one-liners. I miss all of that. And yeah, like, I mean, they are so up, natural. They, they just come the off the top. Kind of like, I know we all kind of feel like it kind of fizzled out and was boring, but it came in swinging. Like that first episode with Portia narrating was, mm-hmm. that's what like Portia is good for. Like she, it was centered around her. I mean, they, they, they were smart about that. Yeah. I think we'll see her on another girl ship if she doesn't come back to Atlanta soon. I could see we could see her on like season five, I think. Yeah. And it might be fun for her to just do like these eight episode things to where she goes on and then leaves and goes back to Gabadia. Exactly. And it's is, not a huge com- a commitment for her. Yeah. Um. <laughs> and I think she knows that like her relationship won't be attacked, like her family, like and she still has that to go home to while still staying in the pop cultures like guys like. Right. And I guess like talking about Atlanta, it's funny. <laughs> we haven't talked about Kenya how do we Ugh. feel about Kenya? How do we think she's doing? Like now, I think she's fabulous. I was never a fan <laughs> of Kenya Moore. I never really liked her until I worked with her and had a little moment with her. And I was like, oh, you're really nice. Like we had a good two hours at my store to where I couldn't find her shit, but we kikied <laughs> one of the most pleasant people. And yeah. then I think watching her on the past season, she feels lighter and watching her on girls trip. She's still messy, but she something about her doesn't feel as dark. And I think it's the happiness in her life. And I think it's the child in Brooklyn. I think she just feels a little more mature and like lighter and fresh. And I love that. But I also think that she doesn't care enough to have that. She doesn't have that villain to go against her with. She doesn't have Portia. She doesn't have me. Yes, exactly. And everyone else she thinks is below her. Yep, you need to bring the only way to bring out like old Kenya again, like great TV Kenya, is to bring somebody like Nini or Portia back to like always check her. Because Kenya is that type of person where she thinks she can check anybody and everybody. It's not true, but it's like, I mean, re watching those seasons where she's peak Kenya more, like it was hit or miss for me. Like some, day, some days I'd be like, okay, I agree with her. She's sensible. No wonder she lashed out. But other days I'm like, why did you say that? Like, what? Yeah. Why yeah. are you like this? Like, the, when she, uh, when Cynthia Bailey invited, was this her first season? When Cynthia Bailey invited her to sit in on the judges panel for like, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and she yes. was so mean to these young girls. And <laughs> or- guys, I think that we need um back, and I think this is the most like honestly like possible option which it didn't seem that it would be like that possible before is kim zolciak i know (laughs) like i know that she's problematic and like annoying but like the the girls like no one ruffled the feathers of the girls like quite like kim like like kim really like pissed the delusion like when mike when you were talking about like housewife delusion like Uh that is like she wrote the she wrote the manual on how celebs you know like (laughs) the wig um, wig and the cigarette and the glass
in their car like saying that she sounds like Cher like I mean it's just truly like it's the best ever and um the bitch needs a paycheck yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I haven't seen it he yet. Is poor. House, the house is poor <laughs> I mean, clothes, mom. I know I yeah. haven't like seen it happen yet, but I've heard Kenya collects her all the way together in season ten. So I think that would be. But she she collects back. She yeah. honestly does. Really? Like she. That's I'm, the thing about Kim is that she'll never really back down from anything. No, she no. may be wrong all the way kid. wrong, but ninety <laughs> percent of the time delusion. she's wrong. Yes, um, like I'm at the Kenya. elephant party episode on season ten right now. And when she walks in with Portia and Sheree and they're like a little trio for that part of the season and it's just like everybody hates them and the lady's like, give up your phone. And she's like, honey, no, I got kids. I got pizza <laughs> on the way. Like, fuck off. I'm not giving my phone. And I mean, they, I, it's, she's good TV. Yep. She's great TV. I, and I think Kenya does well loops. when you give her like someone, a villain, like obviously Portia, but especially like a white blonde lady. So like, think about like Ultimate Girls Trip <laughs> season one, like. Ramona in Kenya like that was hilarious that was like putting like oh, a mouse in a small room with a cat like and yeah. it's like the same yeah. thing with like Kim Zolciak in Kenya like you just need to get put Kenya in fr- with like some crazy white lady who she can just like tear apart <laughs> she's uh what, what what's that line that Portia says she said your house is a roach nest <laughs> <laughs> and your hoe daughter like i can your hoe daughter and the kim just re- kim received that like portia received yeah. the lesbian comment she was exactly. like yeah my hoe daughter. oh okay Absolutely. yeah yeah that was so uh, funny icons oh. atlanta ladies they i mean always just the best dress too like their reunion looks oh nobody does a reunion cast photo. or a cast photo yeah yes. nobody touches atlanta my favorite reunion things. looks of all time will be when they did the all black like yes oh my God. Oh, it's just like glam like that's what i mean like glamour the like you know flashiness like mm-hmm. i just i don't know i'm excited to have them back on my tv i'm hopeful and optimistic that this season will be better than the last and we get kind of a double whammy on sunday night i know I don't think Zach and Mo are going to watch this, but I think me and Mikey are going to watch Martha's Vineyard. I'm going to give it a shot. I will not. I can barely get through regular Summer House. Like, I just can't (laughs) do... Like, you're having a spinoff when your other season is fucking trash. what if it's good? If it's good, then I'll rewatch. Like, I did with um, Southern (laughs) Hospitality. Yeah. I was, like, not in at first, and then I watched and was like, well, now. Yeah. I said, well, yes, as Tokyo Tony (laughs) once said. Well, yeah, I was just rewatching. <laughs> I was just rewatching Southern Hospitality with my roommate because I got her into it, and like I can't wait for season two. Like I that show, they, like, they even renewed those kids it. are yeah. unhinged. Yeah, they are. Okay, well, I yeah. mean, just I think the Martha's Vineyard spinoff, like we were talking about this the other night, like you don't often see like an all black cast like on a real on a reality show. Like it's just not as prominent. So like this, like it could be, it could make history. You know, if it's if it's good. I hope it does well, and I hope that it takes place of the other summer house because the other one needs to be. (laughs) Yeah, I think especially too, like like not only an all black cast, but an all black like sort of wealthy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're young, and they're wealthy mm-hmm. enough to have this, like, just as the regular summer kid mm-hmm. fucking house started as, these kids, like, that were wealthy enough to have a Hamptons house. It's like, why can't we see that in other cultures? Like, yeah, exactly. not just these white kids from New York that have enough money. And they have diversified the other summer house cast, mm-hmm. and I think that that's amazing, but it's just like, it's not a good show anymore. Yeah. So, bye. Yeah. Well, we have a lot to look forward to. Mikey, thank you for joining us today. Of course, it was so much fun. 
Thanks this is great. You should fill in on a regular episode. I I, yeah, thanks. You. Yeah, come. To I was actually gonna say, like Zach and Mo, if you guys are ever, if there's ever a week where you both of you can't do it, and if you give me the keys to the car, I really want to have. So Mikey, and then our other friends G and Ben, like the four of us, we have this funny little group chat called the Pretty Messes, and we're just like. It's just chaotic, and we watch Vanderpump together on Wednesday nights a lot of times. So I think it'd be so funny to have the pretty messes on sometime to like do a little substitute co-hosting with me. Hey, there's definitely. I'm I'm glad I made it onto today's episode because <laughs> I was. <laughs> I've literally, like my my schedule has gotten so chaotic, and it's just literally wherever they throw me. Like I was supposed to have just like a three day trip the one day, and then all of a sudden it got completely rearranged, and I was gone for six days. I mean, and you so, were in Guatemala. Yeah, bitch. it was just. <laughs> I it checked like, the location and it said Guatemala. And I said, no, what? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's just all over. So like, I never know what's going to happen. So it's yeah. going to keep us on our toes. But yeah, I definitely. think that the most likely thing to happen is that Zach will miss an episode soon. So I think it'd be super fun to have Mikey and Maddie on. Cause I feel like you guys, yes. have a good di- you guys know each other. Me and Maddie yeah. have a great dynamic. Uh, the, it's insane to me every time that we do this read that and how we talk all day and have never met in person. It's the most wild I've thing never to me. Met Mo in person. That's so I've never met in person, but I've met you Maddie know, multiple times. I texted Mo one time. I was like, "How tall are you? I something you look kind of short on Instagram." <laughs> no, literally, I was like, "Bitch, I'm five nine. Fuck off." <laughs> he thought, I'm, he thought I was Elvis's height. I'm like, I'm oh, not. Well, miniature. there was like certain I'm shots. Five nine. Sometimes you wear like boxier, like um. I know you're the fashionista, but like sometimes yeah, I do a lot of you wear looks like you look a little close to the ground. So I was yes. just like, because I do uh-huh. my combo is big <laughs> pant, little shirt. So little shirt, big pant. That's how we call it. Yeah, that's the vibe. Yeah. You always look great. Well, Mikey, you we are so happy you joined and you'll be back. Yes. Hopefully. Thank you so yes, much. Thank you for joining us. And Mikey, um, where can listeners follow you at? You can follow me on all social medias at Mikey is Brown is my handle so please we'll promote it too yeah well we're gonna post you on the uh grid and everything and guys go follow him great opinions you're funny on twitter oh my god thanks (laughs) you're hot listen he's hot he's funny everything go follow (laughs) (laughs) all right thank you mikey so much for joining us Thank you. All right, guys. Thank you so much again for listening. You guys know where to find us on socials at about underscore Bravo on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter. Make sure that you have those notifications on for new episodes, new posts. Send us some DMs on what you guys want to hear. Um, we're going to do a little poll because the last week when we did that Defend That Housewife, it was super fun. We want to do it again. So let us know who we should defend next. Who or we should defend. Or, or if there's a housewife. Someone. Or if there's a housewife, uh, like vice versa, that you think is too overhyped and we need to prove that they are too overhyped. We'd love to do that kind of segment as well. So let us know what you guys want to hear. We will be back next week with a brand new episode covering the Atlanta recap. I know Reed is going to watch Martha's Vineyard. I might tune in. We'll talk a little bit about it. We'll talk a little bit about it. So that is our episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. Bye. Yeah. Yeah.